So speaking of COSATU, they have reiterated their call for workers across the countries to stay away tomorrow in support of the national socio-economic strike. There's a class war uh, that is at the center of the strike action with the, the Federation saying austerity measures and other economic policies favoring private capital interests over social spending were behind some of the safety economic decline in South Africa and that the economy is not worth saving at the expense of workers. Thousands of Kosati workers are expected to stay away from tomorrow with no planned street action in order to maintain COVID-19 safety. Let's bring into this conversation now Bekin Chalinchali, who's the General Secretary of COSATU. Mr. Chalinchali, good morning. Welcome to the show. Is it all systems go for tomorrow? Stay away. Good morning and good morning to your your listeners at home. We hope so. We hope that uh, workers, as they have instructed us to make this pronouncement, they will it. They will be staying at home tomorrow. We are not intending to have uh, big uh, matches as we normally do, as you correctly have just said, because of the COVID-19. And that we need to have the social distance. Mm. In the main, what we're trying to do this time is just to try to prickle the, the consciousness of our people that the economy is not working for them. The corruption is at the center, and we listed a number of issues, including the gender-based violence, that these are the issues that I think the society should start to talk about and talk openly, broadly. That's why in our uh, demonstration, for an example, we'll be going both to the private sector, to the public sector, and to the law enforcement agencies, just to where they are doing good, as we have seen it in the last few days, some arrests which we appreciate, but uh, they are not enough until you, you know that there's a successful prosecution mm. and people are sent to jail and money is recovered. Mm, mm, mm. How successful do you think, Mr. Nchalinchali, are strikes, so or in this case, stay away and influencing policy changes? I'm just trying to think of your previous strike actions, you know, take the anti-ETOL strike, for instance, and what impact that has had or lack thereof. So are you not ambitious in your expectations of what this strike action tomorrow, I mean, the stay away tomorrow could bring about? Clement, in, in the struggle of this nature, remember that the, the protest action of one day may not necessarily change anything, save that we are trying to raise the awareness of our own people and say, let's talk about this thing, let's have some serious conversation it is not only COSATU that can do the changes. So we're trying to influence the society. But let's pause. You remember during the the, 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 the bloodly violence, there was a call at some point in time that at one o'clock people should I mean, uh, switch on their lights. People should do these things. It makes a sense in somebody. It, it, it makes just a call to you and to say, do I not want to be part of this call that is being made? Mm. So the call that COSAT is making on the corruption, I think is a call that the South African Council of Churches, the Ahmed Katrada Foundation is raising, and many, many other people that say it has to stop something somewhere has to start. So really, you are correct. This is not a strike in a general way. You remember at some point we were calling provincial uh, stay away mm. followed by sectoral stay away and then a national stay away yeah. a series of issues we mm. can't call this time our members are coming from the COVID-19 their economic situation is in a dire state losing 
one day wages. It's a, it's a huge call that they are making and, and big sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of wages, uh, the, one of the calls you're making is around unemployment and, and job creation. The unemployment rate was always up the roof, even before COVID-19. Concerns were raised yeah. even by your federation that it appeared government didn't have an actual plan to kickstart the economy and create jobs. Do you trust now that there is not only a plan, but political will to deal decisively with the high rate on unemployment that's been exacerbated by the pandemic? I think there's a mixed bag within, within our government. If you read some of their documents, they are very, very progressive. Many of but their documents, the, eh? The, the capacity, I'm talking about the resolution from their congresses and etc. But mm. I think at, at government level, they don't have the capacity. They can't run simple projects. I mean, they've been talking, remember now how far we are with the NDP, that 2030 they will have half unemployment. What do we see? We see the opposite. So there are infrastructural plans that need to be uh, done to ensure that the business or the economy is thriving. They got it in, in writing, but there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. We've got the EPAP plan but we, we don't give money to what it's supposed to do. That's why we're shifting the issue. It's not only treasure. It's not one man that really pushed the government to, what, to the austerity man. I think we, we think it's the whole cabinet. Mm. Before the treasurer announced the budget, he consulted his colleagues, he consulted the president. So we don't want just to isolate one man. We think all of them, they have to take the responsibility they are letting us down. We need you to be engaging mm-hmm. to them. The and issues of wages, for an example, is one good example that they, you can agree to an agreement, sign it, mm-hmm. and from there, without consultation. What example are we giving? Mm-hmm. What are we telling our people is that uh, agreement does, does matter. Yeah. Mr. Angelin Charlie, you're saying that they're letting us down. Some may argue the ANC government has been letting you down. You are in an alliance with this party it appears this is a relationship that is not working for you guys anymore you've been unhappy about a number of things for some time and i'm not sure if the anc is taking you seriously whether you talk that issue around the wage agreement that government is trying to pull out of or you talk about the neoliberal agenda that you have argued in the past that treasury is taking the lack of ideas to create job opportunities so why are you still in this alliance Look, the question of the alliance got its historical issues determined by the majority of our members, not by the leadership. Every time we go to an election uh, processes, we sit down, we do the analysis, and we ask our members what should be the position that the federation should take during this time. Fully aware, of course, that many members may not be even members. I mean, workers are not even members of the ANC, but also agree, I mean, recognizing that they are members of other political parties. But when they do that analysis, mm. as many of the people that vote for the ANC, remember the ANC got about less than 2 million uh, members. But when it comes to the election, they get about 11 million voters in that particular thing. So it's a very complicated issue that it may take time to be really understood. But it's democracy. When the majority of your members said you must go to this direction, you have to follow suit. 
Mm. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Bekin Chalin Charlie saying it's not just us, the leaders of Kosatu, who want to stay in the alliance. It's the members of Kosatu. And maybe you are a member of Kosatu and you can tell us if this is the position that you've been taking. Have you understood why Kosatu has been pushing to stay in the alliance? Is it really you, the members of the federation, that have always wanted to keep this alliance intact?